ओम ज्ञान because I generally I, I, I don't expect to get anything very substantial. I certainly don't form my opinions from someone yelling and screaming on the internet. It's, it's not a very reliable source of information. There's a lot of propaganda. But... Uh, it's like you say, you, you have an analytical approach to... You want to have an analytical approach to the Bhagavad Gita. You want to have an analytical approach to everything. You, you, you won't get that on a, on a propagandist website, because that's what it is. It has its propaganda. Uh, I gave a lecture recently in Bangalore, actually, which you can download from the internet, about Ritvikism, which doesn't cover everything, but covers it to some extent. I, I don't know exactly. I, I don't even go on my own website to tell you the truth. It's managed by others. And, but somewhere on there is a lecture on Ritvikism and it was given in Bangalore. And if I just see my diary, I can tell you the date on which I gave that. That might help you to find it. Where was I last in Bangalore? Yeah, it must have been on... Uh, must have been the 1st of February I, th I was told it's on dandabats.com also that lecture was put there also it's, a, it's an English lecture <coughs> yeah many bad things about ISKCON have been put out there I suppose I don't know I don't go to all these websites um, a lot of which is true it may be also exaggerated or misrepresented. There are many bad things in ISKCON. I'm also, like most members of ISKCON, concerned about various things in ISKCON uh, and disturbed by them. On the other hand, uh, in one sense, it may be inevitable after the passing of Srila Prabhupada that such things would take place in this highly contaminated atmosphere of Kali Yuga. I'll tell you an incident I heard many years ago when Prabhupada was still here. One God the brother told me that one gentleman in India came to Srila Prabhupada very shocked, saying that I saw two of your disciples physically fighting. He was shocked. They dressed as sadhus and punching each other. And Prabhupada said, you're surprised that they're fighting. I'm surprised that they're chanting Hare Krishna. <laughs> so it is a very difficult age there are many problems in Eskot no doubt there are many prob problems in the whole world and our contaminated our, our contaminations we bring in the idea is that well, the solution is to take to Ritvikism but they 
that doesn't solve any of the problems. They they have all their own problems. It's not just by taking to this so-called philosophy that all the problems will go away. They have their own problems. They accuse ISCO members of so many things, but they they also have so many bad things in it. Their main propaganda seems to be to show all the bad things in Islam. But that doesn't encourage anyone in bhakti. No one becomes more devoted to Krishna by hearing about all the problems. One shouldn't be a fool, one shouldn't be blind and not know that there are no... But if you concentrate on all of that, you won't see the bhakti. In Udupi, uh, some years ago, there was one man we used to live opposite him, used to have a little center opposite to him. He was, he's a Madhva Brahmin and very favorable to us. So he got some big, big propaganda. So when I went there next time, I asked, so now you are, uh, what do you think after seeing all of that? And he said, it doesn't bother me. I said, yeah. He said, I'm, a, I'm, in, I'm born in the Madhva Sampradaya and there's so many that we, we expect that in any religious organization there are going to be so many problems and we know I know that from the my Madhva background. But he said I didn't I'm not I didn't come to Iskon because of all the problems, but I came for the bhakti. So that's what we want to concentrate on. He said I didn't stop following the Madhva Sampradaya because there are so many problems in it, but I tried to find the good things. That was his response. So uh you consider for yourself. You make your own decision. There are so many people who, despite knowing all the problems in Iskon, remain within it and accept initiation within it. When you see devotees like Jayadvaita Swami, who's very intelligent, very dedicated to Prabhupada, is an actual disciple of Prabhupada, unlike these Vidvik Vibhis who call themselves disciples of Prabhupada, who have never had any. Uh, they didn't actually live with Prabhupada. So, uh, now obviously he's seen everything and he knows about Ritvikism and he's taken his decision to remain within Iskon with the present Guru system despite so many problems there. So you have to make your decision. Is 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 there something substantial there, despite all the problems? Are you going to be able to find your way to Krishna? That you have to see. My uh, thinking was that they were following since long time. Uh, a person is following uh, so much serving, whole life he has given to the Iskon, means uh, to Krishna's service. Then how he gets polluted the letter stage actually? That's uh, that was my surprising thing. It's a so powerful mantra, so powerful, uh, and it's not like uh, us. Uh, well, the, the bhakti yoga is a science. Yeah. If you follow properly, you get the right result. If you don't, then you don't. But even devotees who have done, it's just like you can be running a factory. You're an engineer. What kind of engineer? Electrical engineer. Electrical engineer. All right. So you can be putting it's 220 volts in this country. Huh? Okay. So you put 220 volts in the machine and it works nicely. 
But one time if you put 440, then the whole thing's blown up. So you have to follow the system and go on following the system. It's scientific. So the fall down, the fall downs don't show that bhakti doesn't work. It shows that bhakti does work. Because as long as you follow it properly, then you get the right result. And if you do something wrong, then according to what's in the system, according to what's said, then there's a blowout, short circuit or whatever. No, there's no, it's a blowout, isn't it? What do you call that when you put too much charge in? Or you put. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it actually shows that bhakti works because if you if you do the wrong thing, then it's you uh, fall down. So, those who have fallen, they're still great persons, according to Bhagavad Gita. Apichet sudura acharo bhajate mamananya bhak sadhureva sanantavya samyagriya vasitogi soha. But they're temporarily uh, not properly situated. There are examples in Shastra. Bharat Maharaj. Vishwamitra wasn't exactly a devotee, but yeah, he, he fell down and he came back. Prabhupada uses that example that's there in the, in the perfection of yoga. Ajamil is another case. They're not bereft of Krishna's mercy. It's difficult. It's a difficult period. It's a difficult thing to preach Krishna consciousness in the, in the Kali Yuga, which is so bad all around us. But becoming skeptical, that might seem very intelligent, but it won't actually help us. We have to put our faith in Krishna. Krishna will help us. Now the other question you had that you have analytical questions as an engineer you find difficulty in understanding statements in Shastra well engineering is technology it's not a very high level of knowledge it's shudra stuff basically it's not a it's analytical and that's as far as it goes Higher levels of knowledge are more subtle. Just like in mathematics, everyone learns there's no square root of a negative integer. It's not possible because if you multiply negative by negative, it becomes positive. So that's an axiom in mathematics. But if you go to higher mathematics, there is a square root of minus one which is required. Yeah. Actually, all numbers are imaginary, if you want to get into philosophy. What is a number? It's just a concept in the mind. So when you come to a higher level, there's philosophy and very various subtle points which cannot be resolved by simple analysis. One has to take a different perspective. Just like, how did uh, relativity theory or quantum theory come up? Because... The 
problem, the problems that were arising from analysis couldn't be solved by the present paradigm. It required someone to take a completely different perspective and look in a different way, from a higher level. And with classical physics, you can still solve things at a very basic level. But then if you want to go to, to a higher level, you have to take a, a different perspective, which, and, and the, which don't coalesce. It's it's almost like a different science to describe the same thing from a higher platform. So simply by analysis, uh, one cannot understand Shastra. One ha- therefore, tasmagurum prapadyeta jigyasu shreya uttamam. Therefore, one should approach a guru to inquire, to get that higher perspective. Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati in his youth was a great scholar and very learned in Shastra. Of course, he's a pure devotee. Nitya Siddha Mahabhagavat. But he described that only when he went to Gorkishaw Das Babaji Maharaj did he actually understand Krishna Bhakti. Gorkishaw wasn't learned in the same way that he was. In Shastra, he, couldn't, he wouldn't quote so many Shastras and this and that, but because he had the higher perspective, he was able to impart something which made Siddhanta Saraswati's knowledge of Shastra become perfect. Of course, again, we have to be very careful when we're discussing Mahabhagavats. We shouldn't think that Siddhanta Saraswati was imperfect or a conditioned soul. But uh, just like Arjuna, his vision wasn't perfect. Krishna lifted him to a higher platform of knowledge. Then he could see and understand. So apparent contradictions may be there, but one... Just like that question came about Lord... What was that? Lord Shiva... He is. Uh, he also doesn't understand that I am the source. Many many statements of Shastra have to be understood contextually. What is the context? In what context is that stated? So one has to imbibe that understanding. If you just take it black and white like this, then you can't understand it. It's, it's not just a matter of applying one's gross intelligence. I mean, you definitely can't understand it. Then you, you see the different people, atheists, Muslims, Christians, they criticize the Shastra because you see, see, there's this here and this here. It's a contradiction. But they don't under, they're just seeing it from a gross platform. It requires subtle intelligence to understand higher platform knowledge. Just like you you can't teach higher mathematics to someone who hasn't gone through the basic points. So higher mathematics you may see on the on the sheet of paper. To to someone who's not trained it, it means nothing to them. It's just a bunch of squiggles. But to one who's trained they can understand that there's uh, all the different concepts that are there. So, because from our lower platform we can't understand, doesn't mean that, to us it means nothing, therefore we think there's something wrong with it. That's a very foolish observation. So we haven't come to that platform. Or we think that only my methodology, I'm trained to analyze, so if I can, that's what the mundane scientists say, that if we, we can't see God, therefore he doesn't... If you can't prove 
If you can't show him, then it doesn't exist. This is stupid. It's absolutely stupid, childish thing to say. How will you prove? And they say, prove the existence of the soul. But what are you going to do? By biological or chemical means? How are you going to do it? Because spirit, by its very nature, is non-material. So how are you going to prove it by material means? The very question is shows their ignorance and stupidity and dogmatism. But they think, oh, we're very clever, you see. You can't prove it, therefore it doesn't exist. It's so childish. But they think they're very smart. Without temples, you wonder why money can't be spent for more preaching in the public. Without temples, the public would have never taken us seriously. Srila Prabhupada preached Krishna consciousness in the West. Indian people weren't taking him seriously. He was the same Bhaktivedanta Swami before he went to America and when he came back. When he came back with American disciples, then people started to take notice. And the first, well, he taught around a little bit and then after a short time he said, now we have to make temples. Because otherwise people won't take us seriously. Because people are stupid, that's why. They need to see something. When they see big temples, they think, oh, it's very important. We should take it seriously. Temples also give facility for people to come, see the deities, take prasadam, all these things. Building hospitals, that's not our line. There's so many hospitals. But, uh, building hospitals, that's required for... Oh, that's required maybe, but uh, that's not our line. There are so many things you can do in the world, but we can't divert our attention to that. Building temples is meant for preaching. Otherwise, there's no need of temples. Once, uh, has tried to uh, preach a person like Bill Gates and Baron Buffett we talk no. Baron, Baron who? Baron, 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 and he's made a lot of money, so he's considered the shrewdest or the smartest investor in the world. Oh, I see. I read something about him recently. He still lives in a small house. Yes, a Small apartment or something like that. I saw something. Why don't we preach to them? Is that what you're saying? Well, uh, they, they don't listen. They're, they're less likely to listen. Mostly, uh, who come to Krishna countries are people from what we call the middle class or the lower classes. The, this, the very rich people, they tend to be very proud. People are very proud if they have material facilities. So they're not likely to listen. 
I mean, it's not that we don't, but he has given donations to us, some small donations, this and that. But we preach to whoever's willing to listen. Again, these big temples are a form of preaching. Many uh, big people come to our temples because so-called big people of the world, because they think it's something important or it's architecturally something interesting to see like that. But we can preach to people who will listen. You see, preaching is not that you just say to someone something and say, oh, okay. It's, it's Generally, it's a gradual process. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I, I thought so. Chale Jachan. Hare Krishna. Krishna Nam. Shaktino Thakur Ki Vauchan. Krishna Nam Shudha Koriyapa. Jurao Bhakti Vinoda Pran. Nam Bina Kichu Nahikavar Chodha Bhuvana Maji. Bhaktino Thakur. Vauchan. Krishna Nam Amrit. Pan Koro. Kane Dara. Pan Koro. Ebabe Bhaktivedo Thakur Santushto Habe. Bhaktivedo Thakur Aro Bhaktivedo Name Chara Arkichune Pura Jagate. Ehoche Bastovic Bastu. Asha Kichuja Ate Shadusha Bejal. Asha Dinesh Hoche Krishna. Krishna Amkoro. Krishna may be Shashra. Hare Krishna. I have uh, Bengali lectures on the internet also. I'm interested to hear. So, what were you saying? What my concern was in ancient India, also, a lot of temples was there actually. And when Muslim rulers came, they all destroyed. So maybe my concern is that after 200 years, it's my feeling maybe it is not important, but just I want to express that after 200 years, maybe whole world will be again ruled by Muslim soil. So anyway, they will destroy this all the temples. Well, and it's a big if. I mean, then you wouldn't do anything because then you shouldn't. Do, they don't have children because someone might come and murder them. Don't eat, it might be poisoned. I mean, it's, it doesn't seem to be a very valid uh, objection. Now do something. Do what you can now to serve Krishna. Ultimately, the whole universe will be destroyed anyway. Does that mean that we should not try to do something good while we have the opportunity? Srila Prabhupada has once asked why he's making sannyasis of young men. He replied, that while the sabjis fresh, cook it. <laughs> if you leave it and it becomes rotten what will you do now they have some enthusiasm to preach and okay take it empower them later they can use it or misuse it but they, they have the enthusiasm to preach give them give them power of attorney to do it nothing in this world is perfect everything is full of various difficulties. And whatever you do, 
someone will criticize. There's, there'll be some apparent fault. People will criticize Prabhupada also. We don't say any fault, but some people do. That is addressed by Lord Krishna in Bhagavad Gita. That Sava Aramba Hido Shena. In every activity, there's some fault. That doesn't mean you should stop all activities. Whatever you do, someone will criticize. If you do nothing, someone will criticize. Why aren't you doing anything? So better try to do something good. Mr. Vijayan is uh, actually from uh, Jainthal, but he's regularly coming to our classes and Vijayan is very enthusiastic and also chanting Hare Krishna. Mm-hmm. From day one, he started 16 rounds. Actually, everyone should. I mean, if you, if you get the idea that this is, this is something worth doing, of course, some people may take time for their faith to develop. Different people come at different levels. Mm-hmm. Hare Krishna. Can we get a call? It's easier for us to grasp. Well, I don't even know, you see. I don't know what the question they're going to ask, but it's just a matter... I didn't even know the answer myself before they asked the question, but I don't, I don't know what the question is, but the knowledge of Bhagavad Gita can be applied to everything. Our appreciation of Bhagavad Gita increases by... Applying that. That's what Prabhupada said that actually, that one sannyasi of his wanted to preach in South India and he was saying, Oh, it's so difficult, people come up with so many different things and so So Prabhupada said, You just learn twenty twenty five verses from Bhagavad Gita, you can preach everything. Demigod worship, you see, here's one word, you say, Okay, finish. It's demigod worship thrown. So like that. <laughs> Hi, this is my wife, Indira. Hare Krishna. Uh, I, uh, I initially came in, in touch with Krishna Consciousness when I was in College Maharaj. Uh. I was studying in IIT Delhi. Uh. And uh, there was Krishna Swarna Prabhu, uh. a disciple of Ramapad Maharaj. Yeah, yeah. So I was under his guidance for about one and a half, two years. Yeah. Going for his point, which was wonderful, one of the best times of my life. And, uh, <coughs> but at that point in time, of course, the standard was that one should... Uh, be under his uh, guidance for at least about four to five years. Mm. <clears throat> before uh, before one could think about initiation. I wonder where that came from. Anyway. Yeah. And then when I, then I moved out of IIT, uh, I was told to do MTech, but I could not get through MTech because we used to call him Sir. Sir wanted me to do MTech and then go to IIT Madras with some more uh, devotees so that we can start a small program there. So that, yeah. that couldn't happen because I couldn't clear the examination. So I took up a job in Pune. Then I was staying in uh, with in Radha Kund Ferry Temple with the Pramacharis there mm-hmm. for about an year. Uh, but uh, then I goofed up big time, you know. I did a lot of uh, wrong things. Basically, uh, in those three years, I, I didn't want to get married. Basically, I wanted to stay unmarried and become a brahmachari. That's what I wanted to do. And back home in Delhi, my parents were staying very close to IIT. And then they went to uh, Krishna Swana Prabhu's house and they created some chaos. So 
basically I goofed off big time. I would call up my parents and tell them, why have you sent me to work here? All of these things I did. Eventually, as a result, what happened, my contact with Krishna Smarana Prabhu reduced because he said that, listen, if you continue to come or contact, then your parents will get more agitated. So for about five to six years, just step back, lead a normal life, and uh, when the time is right, Krishna will bring you back. And uh, so I was very disheartened at that point in time because uh, there was somebody who was guiding me for all this while, for three years, and then suddenly I had nobody uh, to guide. And uh, in that state, I made a lot of mistakes. I just basically, I was still attached to Krishna consciousness, but I did wrong things as well. And uh, then, then of course, I got married. And uh, my wife, when we, we got married, she, I made it very clear to her that what my aim of life is and what we should do together. And uh, she also immediately took on to it. Uh, ours was a love marriage, so basically, I mm. got involved with her and I got married. That's that's what happened. Mm. That was the bad part. But then immediately, even before marriage, we again fought back life to to, to the right track. We continued our rounds of chanting. We followed the four regulated principles. We went on. Wife was also in contact with devotees before that? Uh, no, Maharaj. Mm. Only through me. But uh, she, she was reading a lot. And uh, she, she has a good educational background. And she was reading Srila Prabhupada's books very regularly. So she took on to the philosophy. She mm. comes from a Sikh background. But uh, she took on to that. Then we and yourself? Sick. Yes, Maharaj. I am actually no background. <laughs> My parents are... Uh, nominal Hindus. Hindus. Yeah. Nominal Hindus. Yeah, nominal Hindus. Delhi Hindus? Delhi Hindus, Maharaj. There's no picture of anything religious in that. Or actually, no. several pictures. And uh, they, they, were, they did... When I was with Sir, uh, things yeah. were moving right. They also were getting attracted. But then when I decided that I don't want to get married and I went to the temple, the Radha Kunfari temple, that's when they got very, very upset. They saw, I mean, I'd lost some 25 kgs of weight and they said, what's happening to you? And they got very agitated. It's quite a lot, 25 kilos. Yeah. What were you doing? Fasting or what? Maharaj, I, I decided to eat only Krishna Prasad and I was working. Mm. So all I could get was two, three chapatis from uh, the Mahaprasad. So... I mean, true stuff, but I think I overdid it. Mm. Actually, some brahmacharis also advised me at that point in time that I shouldn't take things so seriously. I, mean, I was a fanatic, I think that's what I was doing. So they said, you should balance your life a little bit, otherwise... Well, you should take it seriously, but on the other hand, you have to eat to keep the body going. So... Yeah, anyway... Yeah, so Maharaj, basically then... Then I no, had nobody to guide me. I, I kept hearing Srila Prabhupada's lectures continuously on Bhagavatam and everything kept reading. But uh, nobody was able to influence me in my life as much as Krishna Smarana Prabhu could. And they of course had a very nice and uh, very uh, strict life. Exactly. So that kind of influence I was nobody else was able to influence. So mm. I practically last 11-12 years. I've not been influenced by anybody else that much. I did get influenced by Jayadvait Maharaj. I did get influenced by Bhana Maharaj. But in both the cases, Maharaj don't get any session. <laughs> so, just I was mentioning about Bhana Maharaj. Yeah, so I was smiling when you were saying this. 
uh, and Maharaj also what happened simultaneously was then when I was traveling, how did you contact Banu Maharaj? He I I came in touch with him while I was in Damodar Desh in Dubai. Mm. Uh, but Maharaj must stay in Damodar. He visited Desh. there. Yes, he was there for about a week ten days, and he conducted regular programs. It was a vacation, so he was conducting programs and. Uh, I could I just simply got attracted because of his very clear philosophical understanding. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's it. Maharaj, then my stay in Dubai, then I was traveling to US, etc. All of these places the world. Then I, I was mm-hmm. in Dubai, Maharaj. Dubai, I was I was a bit disturbed because there was so much pressure to take initiation, and uh, and I was not internally I was not convinced. So uh, every now. It's a lot of pressure to take initiation. Yes, people are telling you you should take initiation. Uh, not that, Maharaj. Actually, there's a tendency for everybody to just say, you know, what are you doing? Why are you not taking initiation? You should mm. just immediately take initiation. And whenever then Jayapataka Maharaj is coming, mm. people are calling and saying, uh, have you been chatting your rounds? And you're calling for regulated principles. So why don't you just... I mean, they wouldn't say directly, but it was fairly mm. obvious. And uh, that, that disturbed me because internally I wasn't convinced. Mm. I wasn't convinced. So, Maharaj, now... At the same time, I know that the time is going. I mean, <laughs> 10, 11, 12 years is just gone. We've, we've had two children, two daughters. We've followed all the samskaras uh, mm. to the extent that we can uh, in both the girls. But uh, we do want to take the next step. And, uh, really don't know what to do now. I tried to contact Krishna Swarna Prabhu, but uh, he's busy with his seva. There is no way to contact him. Yeah. It is a, actually a problem in our society that the number of devotees, I mean it's a good problem in one sense, that the number of devotees is increasing, the number of sannyasis and gurus isn't. And many of them have many disciples and they don't, or they, they can't, almost all of them they can't individually guide all their disciples. And even many of them don't even see them much. And devotees want more than a one or two day a year visit or something like that. But practically speaking, that's what it comes. That's the situation. Prabhupada wanted all his disciples to accept disciples, but very few of them have done so. Maybe one thing is because we expect so so much from them of course one who's taking the position of a guru they should be on a good level also anyway that's the situation the way it is in the world Maharaj in fact I want to mention this question that Singh Prabhu asked I was also disturbed by this for for about an year and I just went through that was the worst part you know when because when I was in IIT, I was in, uh, in Pune Temple, and for two years after that, five, six years, I'd never gone to the internet. I never looked at this. And for me, life was straightforward, simple. And then suddenly a bombshell drops on our head, you know, when you... And then yeah, but I tell you, I've I seen that really big stuff, and I'm surprised any intelligent person could take it seriously, because it's obviously propaganda. It's, obvious, it's obviously uh, biased. Like I say, a lot of what they say is true, but the way they present it and the 
these spin they put on it just like for instance uh, they were criticizing Bhakti Charul Maharaj and he was saying something like I can't remember exactly but uh, actually it's it, I'm not qualified to be a guru you know, Prabhupada's the real guru and another statement he's saying that well you're accepting me as a guru so you should follow what I say and they're saying it's contradictory but Again, it, it's the same question of the, the same question that came up of, of uh, they're saying they contradict. I, I said that in the lecture in yes. Bangalore. Did you, did you hear no, that? I didn't they say, well, the gurus they contradict each other. Well, apparently Prabhupada contradicted. Christian Bhagavad Gita apparently contradicts himself. Yes. What was the example I gave that? Uh, uh, I don't know that. Yeah, that. Uh, that dishonor is worse than death, Krishna says. And then later on he talks about self-realized person. He's beyond considerations of honor and dishonor. So there's an apparent contradiction. Right there in Bhagavad Gita, spoken by Lord Krishna. So... If one is fault finding, he can find fault even in in, in in the Bhagavad Gita and in Krishna. But in other words, their their motive is to find fault. So I that's why I wouldn't take it very. I I wouldn't. I don't see how any intelligent person could take it very seriously. I mean, actually, if they did con, if they did concentrate on the on what the actual problems are in Iskon and did an, an, a more sober analysis of it, it would probably be much more effective for their propaganda because there are serious problems. And But their, their, their whole approach is so uh, sensational. It's like, it's like reading the, uh, the, they have the Daily Mirror in England or the, the, the Blitz, what is that they have in Bombay? It's, it's some tabloid newspaper. And it, they, they, they have this magazine which they produce all glossy and with lots of photos, but it doesn't... People are stupid that they just believe... Something comes on the television and they believe it. Or it comes in a glossy newspaper or a well-produced book and people believe it. But somehow or other, since I was young, even before I came to Wisconsin, I, I read with... or, or I, What people say to me, I take it with a filter. And understand that every what everyone says to me is with they have their own motivation and their own perspective, which is uh, I don't necessarily have to accept everything they say as as being true. That's why when I heard from the devotees and from Prabhupada, I was so impressed. There's this land, there are people who are speaking the truth without a motive to exploit anyone or they're not just trying to catch people and put them in their camp so I'm also not impressed by much of the uh, propaganda that that comes out even you know, no, no you should stay in this gone and it should be somewhat deeper than that that's why I gave the lecture in, in, in Bangalore I said you're all you don't like Ritvikism but the you're to the devotees I was lecturing, but I was saying, but you're you're against it just because you're in this camp. You haven't thought deeply about it or tried to understand it any philosophically. It's just 
Because you're just like someone's born in a Christian family and they're a Christian, or someone's born in a Muslim family and they're a Muslim. Okay, so somehow or other you ended up by your good fortune in this camp, and then, okay, we're flying this flag, but you don't really understand the issues. But that's... Prabhupada taught us philosophy, only we should try to understand philosophically. Of course, how much time you want to spend on Ritvikism, I don't know. Ultimately, everyone has to follow their taste. And one can be... Anyway, listen to that lecture. In fact, Maharaj, I read Jaidrat Maharaj's paper on it, mm-hmm. which clearly crushes it out. So, basically, I don't have any faith on Ritvikism. I understand mm-hmm. it's baseless. Not that, but uh, it's just that uh, when one wants to approach a guru, uh, I was asked this question, and you give the answer there, which is one should one should make sure that it is right, have a commitment for life, and then all of these. Make thoughts, sure means how sure can you be? <laughs> Never be too sure. You can. You have to pray to Krishna. It's also a matter. It's also a matter of faith, yes. but it shouldn't be blind faith. That's the point. Maharaj, even here now, because we're doing preaching activities, so even now some devotees ask me, he says, you know, you're doing preaching, but you're not initiated. Uh, You don't set a good example. Hmm. Maybe, maybe, but, uh, you know, well, there are different considerations on this. Maybe it is a good example for the in the present situation, that should to, to to be careful and not rush into something which is such a great commitment. That's also the. There are different considerations. Uh, that uh, you may say, well, maybe it might not be considered the best example, but you know, I, I have a I have a whole background by which I'm somewhat cautious. That's all. There are personal considerations also. Another thing is uh, one, especially if one is preaching Krishna consciousness in, in the in the modern world in general, and for a preacher of Krishna consciousness, one has to be somewhat thick-skinned. You're going to be people are going to criticize you for this, that, and the other, and you can't you can't mold your life according to what everyone wants you to be. That's also the you know that story of the man and the donkey and his son. The man was going on a journey, he was riding on a donkey. The donkey was only strong enough to carry one person, so his son was walking by this by the side and someone came up and said, Hey, what kind of person are you? You're making your son walk and you're sitting on the donkey. So he put the, so he got down and put his son on the donkey. They're going on a little and they went on a little further and someone said to the son, What kind of son are you? You're making your father walk while you're going on the donkey. So I thought, what to do? If I go, if I ride, then uh, someone will criticize. If if the son rides, then someone will criticize. So they then they both got on. The donkey wasn't very strong, and then someone came out and said, "Look, you're you're putting some, this poor donkey. You know, you're both riding. One of you should at least one of you should get down." So then they both got down and they were walking, both of them were walking, and someone said, what fools you are, you got a donkey, why doesn't one of you ride on the donkey? So whatever you do, someone will criticize. You can't, you can't mold your life according to different... Certainly one, sh- one may take note of it. But... Uh, 
one should say, take guidance from persons who are deeply thoughtful, spiritually advanced, and one's well-wishers. Not just from anyone who comes up and says something. Hmm. It's become quite complicated. Huh? When we joined Krishna consciousness, it was very simple. Now it's become very complicated. But still, actually, Krishna consciousness is very simple. Prabhupada said, simple for simple minded, and I feel that I've just wasted my life being. Uh, sometimes I feel my heart this fault finding tendency or thinking too much has possibly just. Yeah, it's very nice to read Srila Prabhupada's books and uh, just become immersed in Krishna consciousness. We have so many issues to discuss. Prabhupada would also, also discuss them because the world is full of issues. But then he would translate his books at night and he would speak on Bhagavad Gita philosophy. So we can do that. We don't have to be all the time concerned with this issue. Ultimately, all these things will pass on, but we have to develop our attraction to Krishna. That's why it's nice to read Nectar Devotion, all these different books. So we can't avoid the issues because they do affect us. And if we are to preach Krishna consciousness, then all these issues are there. We can't avoid that. We may say, well, I'll just separate myself from all this and just preach about Krishna separately. But then uh, other issues will come up. It's, it's a complex world. But we have to remain focused on Krishna throughout everything, as Prabhupada did. Prabhupada, there's so many things going on in ISKCON when Prabhupada was present. It wasn't that it was just a, a, a utopia when Prabhupada. There's so many things so many difficulties that Prabhupada dealt with, but he always remained transcendentally blissful by remembering Krishna. Prabhupada was very simple in one sense, in that he just had great faith in Krishna and loved Krishna and wanted to give Krishna to others. In another sense, he was worldly, very wise. He was very much tuned into the world. He wasn't naive about it at all. So he was both. He was both uh, expert in worldly dealings and at the other, and the same time, simple and detached from it. These are contradictory traits. <laughs> but great persons, they can uh, have contradictory traits within them. It's, it's good to be expert in worldly dealings if one's to deal in the world for Krishna one should do it expertly it's also good to be detached and above all that and a great person like Prabhupada can do that he can do both things simultaneously not do, I mean it's just a natural characteristic that he has it's also uh, somewhat unrealistic and unfair to expect and that everyone will be exactly on the same level as Prabhupada that doesn't mean that uh, one should reject others for not being on the same level.
managed for the last, uh, I mean, for almost about 10 years now. We, we are both following everything, and uh, we don't have any of this TV or etc. Mm. Many years now. We had this problem when we were staying with our parents, which was a, with my parents, sorry, which was about six, seven years back. So they they would put on the TV. Now, almost six, seven years, we we don't have any of this. So, in summary, what I understood from you was that we, we should continue to pray to Lord Krishna very sincerely mm. and uh, keep our sadhana straight and uh, follow it properly, and then just and keep in the shelter of Prabhupada. Don't go outside that. I also recommend that. Because there are different people who will tell you you come to the, you know, this Gorya Mart or something like that. You can do. I mean, you can do if you like. But personally, I'd rather stick closer to Prabhupada. Yeah. I read all of Shri Prabhupada's books, Maharaj. Mm-hmm. I mean, for a few years. And uh, I, in fact, this this point that you mentioned about staying close to Prabhupada. Mm-hmm. It did, did cross my mind several times, and I remember what Krishna Swarnaprabhu once told me. He said that if you if you receive Krishna consciousness from somebody, and then after that you go to somebody else, then you know better than a prostitute. And I think this uh, this was quoted by Shri Prabhupada as well because you really, get, I you, never heard he said that. He mentioned it that uh, really you you you've got something from somebody. He's given you. I I'm not aware of any quote of Prabhupada like that. But this, this is the principle that he taught us, that if you've got something, then you should be faithful. Not He didn't say that to him, but he said to uh, Srila Prabhupada's mission and mm. to Iskand, and he said that we should, be, we should keep serving. Mm. No, it's not that in the, the Gorya Mat they're outside of Krishna consciousness. But... Uh, Definitely what Srila Prabhupada has given us is uh, very valuable and the energy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy is very strongly there. Yeah, it is a complex time, there's no doubt. Within ISKCON there are, there are various understandings of how Srila Prabhupada should be followed, which are often conflicting. Just like this man Singh, he was saying something about opening hospital, and I said, that's not our line. But then there is a hospital, which is not directly part of ISKCON, but it's done by ISKCON devotees. And I don't think we should be doing that, or eye camps, or midday meals, or any of these things. I, I feel Iskon's becoming more and more like the Round Krishna mission. And schools, Prabhupada clearly stated, we're not going to teach the government syllabus, but we do. So, there are various things I'm very concerned about. So, there are, like I say, there are different approaches, different understandings, and some of them are seriously conflicting. So these are all various issues. That's why I say people should hear, should know what you're getting into. I 
Vyas shared with Maharaj that uh, when we are hearing from from the Maharaj and the sannyasis, mm. they are they are mostly talking about what is given in Shri Prabhupada's books. Mm. So it's unadulterated message, the same message that is coming. Mm. And based upon purely hearing, how can one dwell upon attraction towards one particular Maharaj versus the other? Because you say they, they the more message, or less say the same thing. The message is the same, Maharaj. So well, uh, I don't know. I, I I disagree with that. I think there's there's a definite difference in approach and style and emphasis. Should I put my many, question other way around, Maharaj? Well, uh, many. You find three four Maharaj of the same, with the same uh, mood. So yeah. You have a few Maharaj with the same mood, and then you think, then you think, now what should I do? Uh, well, then it's all right. Then they're then they're more or less all the same. <laughs> so any of them. But uh, I'm told that many of the lectures. In this country, it mostly consists of lots of long stories and this and that. And personally, I I don't know. I don't see that Prabhupada did that. And I, and I think we should present Krishna consciousness in a, in a more philosophical way, as Prabhupada did. Of course, you could, may say, well, times are different, and they are different. The movement has expanded. And Prabhupada was especially wanted to address intelligent people even if his disciples weren't that intellectual they're mostly from middle class somewhat kind of educated background Srila Prabhupada specifically wanted to uh, present Krishna consciousness in an intelligent manner for intelligent people to understand You were saying about Krishna Smaran Prabhu, I mean, I also, uh, he wanted to start some school or something for teaching. No, he wanted to start a parochial school, but that project did not take off. Yeah, so I, was, I wasn't into that at all. Why? Why teach all these mundane things? I also uh, promote Brahmacharya life. For those who are ready and want to do it, we should encourage them. He doesn't. So there are differences there. So Sometimes it happens that people take initiation from one guru and iskon and then later become more attracted to another. That can also happen. It happens with my disciples. I don't discourage them because ultimately you have to. People follow their taste anyway. See, you can speak something, but you can't force anyone to follow. That is true, isn't it? We can continue to take shiksha from several gurus. And you should do. Yeah, you should all. So what would That's what I'm saying. That this fanaticism, our guru is the all that come. You, you you serve them, you hear from them, you respect them. You know, in in one sense, there shouldn't be that much difference between. You should see all the all those who are preaching and dedicated, respect them all.
Although, as Prabhupada writes in Chaitanya Charitamrita Prabhupada, generally the Shiksha Guru becomes the Diksha Guru. So, who, who is your main guide will generally become, generally one will approach him for Diksha. I have to write my books. I, I've written hundreds of pages on all these issues. I'm, I'm really... I have to stop traveling and sit and write more. These are all important points and the same questions come up again and again. So better to put it all in books. Travel less, write more. That should be my program. <laughs>